Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Kachat. Its continuing mission, to explore one strange world, to seek out animated life, and one strange new civilization, to boldly, bravely even, ask the question no podcast has asked before. Hey, what's up with cars? I'm Lucas. I'm, I host... And I'm I host. am John. Yeah. I am, uh, your, uh, doctor of the star, starship Kachat. Yeah, you're, you're a doctor, not an Dang it, man. Engineer. I'm I'm not a, wait. I'm not a, shoot. He is an engineer. All right. Okay, yeah, I'm Lucas, he's John. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's all up space from here. Oh boy. Okay, so what are we talking about today, Lucas? We're talking, of course, about space and space travel within the Cars verse. John. Oh boy. Are we talking sci-fi? Or are we talking just sci? I don't know. Or are we talking about uh the gentleman who loves horses? Sci. Like from Gangnam Style. Yeah. He likes horses? That, that that's what Gangnam style's all about. I never looked in I never researched Gangnam style. It just happened and I was like, okay. Do you not remember any of the like thousands of people we knew who did the dance? I guess that is like a horse looking like yeah, okay. Yep. In my brain I knew that that was like riding a horse. But it wasn't the like dance. the thing that you think of. Yeah, I don't think horse when I think of Gangnam style, you know, I think yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I think of when I think Gangnam style, I guess. Do you do you want to know what I what I think of when I think of Gangnam style? John, I've been wondering this for years. Please tell me. I type so slowly. This isn't going to work, but well, it's not going to work. You're going to have to edit in just the song, but only like the first few seconds of it. Frankly, John, I'm not going to do that. I tried to play the song, but you see, but it doesn't like doesn't work because of how this setup works because I'm wearing headphones so you can't hear your own voice so you can't hear anything else I play I could have used my phone oh dang this has been yet another one of John's bits that didn't work oh yeah and if you noticed I didn't edit in any of the song because I don't know I don't want to do that <laughs> future Lucas if you, you don't have to do that I'm giving you permission right now you're going to be tired and it's going to be like 9 p.m. on a Sunday, and you're going to be like, should I edit this in? Don't do it. Or do what you want. Do what you want. We're starting this episode with 
some real topical references. <laughs> mm-hmm. That song is like, I don't know, seven years old? Eight? Something like that. Man, we're old. Yeah, we certainly are. So space. The final frontier. What do we want to talk about with space? It's the final frontier. Is it the front tire? There we go. Now, I didn't I didn't make that connection. Should that be the title? Real quick, Meta, should that be the title? The Front Tire? Or is that how it's spelled either way? It's how... I think I think that's kind of how it's spelled somewhat anyway. So, like, we could just really emphasize that. Yeah, Front Dash Tire is what you read for the title yep. of this episode. We got there. Lots of notes to future Lucas in this one. All right. So, <laughs> cars. Yes, finally. Planes. Please. Boats. We've discussed them all. We've even discussed motorcycles. We've discussed uh, other sorts of things. Have we discussed satellites and rocket ships? I think very briefly each. I, I think we discussed satellites a little bit in the Cars 2 episode, if I remember right. And like, Sounds right. Because, and, well, maybe Cars 3 because cell phones? Yeah, I don't really remember which. One of the, one of the cars we did. And I think there's a line in the first Planes movie that made us talk about rockets for a bit. But, like, neither super extensively. I feel like it was... Yeah, yeah. Because they mentioned a specific rocket. I want to say it was either a Mercury or a Saturn. I remember we had the argument, you weren't certain that it was sentient, and I was pretty certain it was sentient. Uh, Yeah, we, we talked about that. So, yeah, like a little is the answer. But you know what isn't a little bit? It, rocket ships. Rocket ships. They're they're big. Which brings me to a fun fact of the day. Heck yeah. All right. So uh, speaking of not a little bit, uh, good old Elon Musk spent not a little bit of money sending a Tesla Roadster into space. Oh, yeah. This was on February 6th of last year. Yes. Last year, February sixth of last year, and that uh, that roadster currently uh, it is over two point eight million miles from Earth right now. Oh boy! Did he send it into orbit, or did he just launch it into space to continue out? It was into orbit so that it could loop around, gain speed, and then be launched out of orbit. And now it seems to be possibly cool. approaching, but not really, Mars? So that's something. Okay. Oh boy, it's... it's. I mean... Oh no, it's passing Mars. It's probably already past Mars. Great! <laughs> cool, uh, I guess. It. I mean, it's very directly related to the spot. It it's car a car in, in space. space. You, you did a good job. All right, and that comes from space.com forward slash 39777-track-elon-musk-tesla-starman-website.html. Cool. All right, so cars in space. This car is in space. It's a roadster. That's, that's a bunch of, bunch of interesting thoughts. But it brings me to a question from Liz. Whoa, you got it. Do cars have to wear... Helmets in space. Yes. They do. They have to breathe. We've we've answered that. Uh, cartoon rules. Usually, things don't need to wear helmets in space because, I don't know, like Jimmy Neutron, famously, 
there was a line where Sheen says, why don't we have to wear helmets in space? And then I, I don't remember if Jimmy ever answered, but like, why don't they? They're not even in an enclosed spacecraft. The, the joke was Carl started singing very loudly, so you couldn't hear Jimmy's explanation, if you were uh, wondering. Because okay. uh, like, I feel like he would definitely answer, but I but, don't remember what the answer was. Uh, but I liked, I'm very interested in the fact that they have to breathe, so I always pick up mm-hmm. on it. There have been at least two instances I can think of. One where Finn McMissile in Cars 2, he's underwater and he gets like a scuba mask yep. on implying that he has to breathe, he needs it to breathe underwater. And then in Planes, Fire, and Rescue, uh, they're in like a little cave and there's a fire, no rescue. And Dusty goes, we're gonna suffocate. So. Yeah, but also in Planes 1, yes, they have, he almost drowns several times. Further supporting my point? Yep. But. Cool. But that's assuming that okay. for some reason space works the same way in this universe it's also assuming that what they have to breathe is what we need to breathe yep what if like regular cars and planes they just get waterlogged okay like you put water where it's not supposed to go in a car and it's gonna stop working you put water where it's not supposed to go in a plane and it stops working yeah and i I feel like the same could be true of uh the uh an overabundance of smoke that could uh, mess up like a car filter that could uh blind them in some way okay they do specifically use the word suffocate but maybe that's just an analogous term you know and it could have something to do with exhaust which means like there's too much backup i don't i don't know exactly what it could be but i know that it could be something other than what we're assuming it is so there's that there's like a decent argument for maybe it's just the water is damaging them rather than a lack of oxygen. I agree that that's possible. I think it's more likely that they just have to breathe air, but I agree that we don't know that for certain, certain. Yeah, but if they have to breathe air, we have to assume that the squishy bit is still a thing, even though we have been inside of Mr. Mr. McPlain, and he was just all engine all gears and beautiful mechanics. I don't think that scene precludes a squishy bit. We didn't see a full cross-section of the plane, so we can't rule out there's, that there's a squishy bit in there somewhere, but that's true. neither here squishy bit could be small. nor there. All right, uh, but that brings me to a personal question. From John. Would a rocket need a helmet? Would a rocket need a helmet? I, Would a satellite need a helmet? I, I want to take a step backwards. You okay. in in the planes episode weren't certain that plane that rockets were sentient do you still believe that like outside of making this episode interesting by assuming the rockets are people do you think the rockets are people i have to hope not but i'm going to just for the sake of this episode assume they are well john because if they are if they are lucas just imagine that hellish existence well john you get to imagine it over here in the we don't have a fan submitted name for the question wiki quote of the day this time of the day week i don't know what we call it give me that fan wiki quote wiki 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 what there we go john i'm gonna admit something to you i i worked a little bit ahead there is a bit one of mater's tall tales in the cars tunes is moon mater in which mater does in fact 
go to the moon. As you know, we do assume all of Mater's Tall Tales are canon. 100% canon. We go over to pixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash Roger. In the short, he's the rocket that Mater rides on to get to the moon. He first appears when he notices Mater towing a car and says, Well, that guy's got a tow. That made Mater decide to be an astronaut. For some reason. So, I, I did go and watch this scene. Uh, Roger is a sentient, is A, a sentient rocket ship. B, does not need a helmet to be in space. And C, Mater does. Beautiful. So, I got to be the one to let you assume wrong things this time. Okay, okay. So there's some... Taste of, taste of my own medicine. Some actual research. We, we haven't done Lu- it in a Lucas, while. how but... dare you? You know we don't do research here. Yeah. And as a real quick follow-up, that isn't probably going to be that quick. When I was search- I searched rocket on pixarcars.fandom.com, but it also showed me results for Rocker, uh, which gave me the page pixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash Elvis. Oh. So <laughs> Elvis is in fact uh he's in car the first cars during the little uh <laughs> montage to Cheryl Crow's Real Gone. All he does is it goes to a it's a part in the song where Cheryl Crow goes, uh and like he does like a little dance move to it. That's his entire part. Uh but if we go down to the trivia section, uh there are two little bits that are very good. Uh one is he is based on the real life rocker Elvis Presley who died a long time ago when his doctor purposely, in parentheses, assigned him to drugs that were supposed to keep him up, but they killed him. Um, which... G- give me that one more game. Yeah, okay. It's based on the real-life rocker Elvis Presley, who died a long time ago when his doctor purposely assigned him to drugs that were supposed to keep him up, but they killed him. T-W-O-T-O-T-O-O? Assigned him two drugs? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. T-O. Assigned him to drugs. Assigned him to drugs. Okay. Didn't assign him two drugs and didn't assign him too many drugs. Just assigned him to drugs. He assigned him to drugs. All right. (laughs) Which, and I mean, to be at least a little fair to this, Elvis did in fact die in part two complications with his addiction to prescription medicine yep but like there's no i don't think there's any proof that his doctor purposely killed him by i it. think what they might be saying isn't that the doctor intentionally killed him but that the drugs were drugs he was supposed to have okay okay, okay i can see that but still like weird yeah. wording weird it, it's it's Trivia. the idea of, oh, what happened? Overdose. But, like, accidental overdose of prescribed medication. The last bit of trivia is, he is not voiced by the real Elvis, in parentheses, who died. So, that's... I was okay. just... I read this page, and I got so worried... That I would never have an opportunity to share the Pixar 
fixourcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash Elvis wiki page with you all. Well, well, you done it. You done did it. Which, yeah, seems how we're talking about something sad. I'm just going to go ahead and give us a very not fun fact of the day. The, uh, the Apollo 13 uh, was a, a, a rocket that, due to a, a failure, uh, exploded. And that failure was due to... Uh, huh. Man, there's no way to make this really simple, is there? You say the Apollo 13 exploded? Yep. Are you thinking of the Apollo 11? I thought the Apollo 13 everyone survived. Oh no. I gotta figure this out. Yeah, the the Apollo 13 was a n- near disaster. They almost died, but they figured it out. So, not as sad then. But yeah. Alright, so, I don't have to be all worried about this. Okay, so, uh, very not yeah. fun product of the day. Apollo 13 was a rocket ship that exploded, uh, but not really exploded. It was a an aborted mission because of an explosion that was due to a pressure differential that caused an oxygen buildup. But uh, basically, there was this just tiny, tiny little problem that caused a lot of pressure issues that caused just one thing to uh, vacuum into an explosion, and uh, it caused one specific part to explode, which meant they had to abandon immediately. That's just a very not fun fact of the day, is that if anything, any miscalculation happens with a rocket, anything could explode at the just drop of a hat. Because on this website, it's aeronspace.si.edu. It, it talks about how it was a fraction of a second that the pressure differential caused everything to go wrong in specifically uh, one tank. And that one tank was enough to just basically wreck everything. It is, in fact, rocket science to make... It is rocket science. To make space travel happen, which is why I'm excited about the fact that I'm not in charge of making space travel happen, you know? We've, I've answered questions a long time ago. <laughs> yes. So rockets are sentient. Rockets don't need helmets which is crazy cars do need helmets. cars do need helmets so i think we should go into rockets being sentient and not needing visible air supplies at the very least all right let's talk about it they don't need visible air supplies do you think it's because they have space skills see do i don't know man do they just not do submarines do boats okay yeah submarines too do submarines need gills Yeah, it's possible that they just don't need to breathe, but then why do cars? Or or maybe they've just got massive air supplies somewhere within them, you know, within the mechanical bits that are hooked directly. Lucas, Uh I did it. I've made the five billionth search. What? Huh? I'm a winner. I'm a winner, Lucas. It says congratulations. What what do you what do you what what have they given you? Oh oh no it's a it's it's a virus. Uh, uh, oh no everything everything's gone. Oh they have control of the podcast. We there's a script popping up of what we have to say, or I don't know they'll kill us. I haven't thought this joke through yet. Uh, 
Uh, Totino's Pizza Rolls. The best pizza rolls. Oh no, they're gonna leak all of my information if I don't keep reading. Uh, yes. um, try their new flavor, uh, spicy Diablo Mega Mix. It's, uh, it's Totino's-tastic. Please buy them. So- They have my social security. Okay. So- let's do a quick mini episode of behind the bits you the world you created is one in which the company totinos personally or just a man who really really likes totinos that is in fact possible i think more likely the assumption of the joke is that uh the the company totinos inserted a virus into your computer and threatened to murder you if you didn't plug them in our very i'm not gonna say unpopular but not massively popular podcast so that's pretty good to murder it's to financially ruin me okay it's completely different you're absolutely right i apologize jokes on them though i don't have any money oh in fact if you were to steal my identity you would have negative sixty thousand dollars our higher education system uh. is broken. Anyway, uh... so that was behind the bit with with Lucas and John. All right, Lucas, I'm gonna I'm gonna present you with a situation. Sure. You're gonna have to imagine the situation. We're gonna go on a vision quest together. All right, Lucas. One day, you wake up. You see the sun for the very first time. You see just this just great expanse. All this free open space, you feel freedom, you feel life for the very first time. You have just been born. And then all of a sudden, in your ear, you hear someone speaking, saying strange things you don't quite understand about Houston and uh, takeoff. Sure. After a few moments of this, there there's just a countdown. And then when when they reach one and then takeoff... All of a sudden, just fuel shooting everywhere, forcing you up. You you can't move. You can't choose your own direction. You are being forced in only one direction, and that direction is up. After quite a bit of this, you're, you're terrified. You're looking down. You're looking all around. You cannot escape this fate. Your, your body is just so warm. You're just rattling all over. And then your ass just falls off. And then another explosion happens from where your new ass is, and it's just burning, and it, you're rattling all over. You're going even further, and then next thing you know, everything's different. Everything has changed. You're surrounded by darkness. You look down, all you see is this beautiful blue and green marble of the land that you came from, and you hear words being said to you, but you can't focus on them because you are lost in an abyss. You can't choose anything about where you go. All you know is that for the few minutes you've been alive, you have been in pain, being hurtled towards a great oblivion. Okay. And now you're just floating there, as far as you can tell, forever. Okay. How do you feel about that? I I got, I have some thoughts. My first immediate thought his future Lucas is probably very annoyed with you for at making him insert several honks into this episode. Second <laughs> is, why would they be born directly onto the launch pad? 
I mean, I'm gonna sound like a fool. Okay. Are, are rockets not like assembled on the launch pad? I don't think so. Like, they make parts of it and then put it all together there, right? Yeah, but I think the parts would be sentient before being fully. I think one part would be sentient and then it would be added on to before that, you know? I would think that, like, they become sentient as soon as they're, like, fully realized and turned on. And I imagine okay. the first time you really turn the rocket on is on the launch pad. Okay. Either way, that that wasn't a big concern I had with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will say the rocket I have seen in the Moon Mater thing was a space shuttle, so it was one that can, you know, land. Uh, mm -hmm. And that, that's not to say we haven't left a lot of rock, like full rocket parts and just, I don't know, probably full rockets in space. But I would almost assume that in the Carsverse, that would be seen as unacceptable, you know? They wouldn't do space travel until they could guarantee that these sentient beings could come back, you know? They wouldn't just abandon One would them. Certainly help. So maybe there was a I would assume there was a different track for rockets, as opposed to assuming that rockets are sacrificing their lives every time there is a mission, although that is a valid assumption that we'll get back into. I don't know. If it is true, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's not it's not good. Uh space shuttles have it pretty good, as I've mentioned, because they can go and come back. And Roger, the space shuttle that I mentioned earlier, seemed like he really liked his job. I mean he is he is like a god amongst well the the stars i would say men but he's in space real quick what did you send me <laughs> a link to something called take5aday.com it looks like a rocket launch in the disney pixar uh oh yeah that's I'm roger guessing that's roger yeah okay it is in fact roger that's him so you got to see him take off too Oh yeah, you fully get to see him take off. And like, Mater is inside of him in this bit, so that's something. <sighs> so his job is just transportation again? John, yeah. Is that... But like, fun transportation. I mean, race car and race plane, I would say that's fun transportation. But still, it's I just... wouldn't call it transportation. The goal isn't to take a thing from one place to it's another. It's to take it's yourself from one place to, go, to another. Yeah, but that's you being the contrarian and trying to prove your point. Uh, <laughs> you would not call NASCAR drivers in the transportation, in our world, in the transportation business. That's a very, very valid point. <laughs> yeah. Like, there would be people at, like, a party who would you would get annoyed with who'd be like, uh, actually, when you think about it, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the transportation business, and I wouldn't talk to that person at the party anymore. By uh, the way, come on, man. You can't just leave me at a party just because I say that Dale Earnhardt is in the transportation industry. It was, it was a valid point, man. It was, it was a valid point that was prompted by nothing. No one had said anything for about 45 seconds, and you just brought that apropos of nothing. What else was I so, going to do? It was a bat mitzvah. I was bored. You've got me there. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would say Roger's job is transportation, but I don't know, space transportation. That's fun. Transpersation. Yeah. No, that's nothing. Transpersation uh, is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. But then there's satellites, Lucas. 
There's satellites, yeah. and they're just in orbit forever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have an argument for satellites. You're absolutely right. Sat- satellites live a horrifying life. If they are sentient, which I would assume they are. Mm-hmm. If they are sentient, that is just a, the worst. But in the uh, in the movie, which is pretty good, Gravity, uh, if we use that in any way as a reference, then the life of a satellite is to just float in space, seemingly indefinitely, and then to one day explode into a violent shrapnel monster that will consume everything in its path. So imagine that not only are you lost in oblivion, floating forever, incapable of choosing any direction to move, but also there's just going to be a day where you are torn to shreds and become a weapon. Yeah, I think we need to go back just a little bit to our satellites sentient. Because are satellites vehicles, would you say? I mean, yes and no. They are a part of a vehicle at some point in their life. Yeah, okay, yeah. And if we assume that they're not the vehicle and that they're just a payload, then that means the vehicle is the part that is just abandoned in space and... Yeah. will drop oh, back yeah. down to Earth and burn up into a smithereen and be collected. Because that's how rockets yeah. do. They they get launched, and then the rocket part that is just like a gigantic tank of fuel and explodey bits, once it's done, it is detached and drops off into a calculated area, which is pretty much always the ocean. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have a good way to make that one not terrifying and sad, which is, you know... In the long run, probably for the best. That's like pay money on this show, but yeah, if it's if it's not sad, it's more terrifying. If it's not terrifying, it's more sad. Yeah, and by that uh... I mean like it. Okay, so if it's not sad, that means it's not sentient, which means the sentient part is the rocket itself, which means your life is just oh, I'm going to explode and Phoenix like burn to ash, except I'm not gonna come back. I'm just gonna land in the water and that will have been my life. Or it could be more So sad. not very Phoenix like when it comes down to it. Phoenix only in the all, just... end end part of the cycle, not in the beginning or the new beginning. Just, so just like fire like I mean, yeah, but like, if I am to say Phoenix, like, it's guaranteed that when you die, there will be fire. Okay, whatever. You whatever. <laughs> sure. I I get T- tell the other part. I get the complaint. Statement. I really do. Uh, but sure. If it's... if you're not saying that, and you're saying that, oh yeah, they are sentient, and they're not the part that gets burned to a crisp and then dropped into water, then they have to go into space, almost certainly, and even worse. Imagine that they aren't just born there, like born in the moment of being launched. They have to be born and then think about the fact that they're going to be sent to this oblivion. And then they just have to live with that. And then that's their entire existence is, oh, I'm just going to be anxious about this terrible, terrible thing. And then it's going to happen. And now it's happened. And I'm so lonely and cold. Huh, yeah. Just so people can have cell phones, but not race cars, because race cars don't have phones. Race cars don't have Come on, y'all. You know this. Uh, yeah, and, like, there are some very important things that satellites do, uh, obviously, but, like, still, that's... What if they're like, okay, 
I've been stuck on them not needing to breathe, even though we stopped talking mm-hmm. about it a while ago. What if they're like tardigrades? You know? Do you know tardigrades? Tardigrades? The uh, space bears? Yes. I don't know why they're called space bears. I thought they were called water bears. Water bears? That might be it. I don't, I don't know, know why they're called bears is my whole thing. Why bears? They don't they look really don't like look bears. Like bears. <laughs> they look like gross, nasty little centipedes. Or caterpillars, that's what I meant. Caterpillars. But yes, also, but... I sure as heck hope not, because... <sighs> but if you don't know, tardigrades have been shown to be able to survive in the void of space. Mm-hmm. I don't know for how long they could, but like, and I think they go into like a deep hibernation like state when I they're think in they it. They kind of like freeze but I mean, and then can be revived, yeah. essentially. Which, what if that's the case? Yeah, if all the mechanics are working, you, you don't really need it to be awake. And like Roger, uh, Roger the rocket from earlier, he just sort of goes into space and lets Mater out and Mater rockets his own rest of the way to the moon and he goes back to Earth. So like he was only in space for a very short amount of time and then purposely went back to Earth. How does Mater get back? Mater has a big rocket strapped to him. But no, okay, okay, okay. I'll accept it. it. Yeah. Yep. And as always, lightning is there for a second. Even though he doesn't remember it. Gosh. So what you're presupposing is that the satellite goes into space and then just sleeps? Yeah, which I guess is better-ish. What if it's like a weather satellite? Do you think they only wake up so they can like, hey man, here's what the weather's looking like down in your area. See, What if all newscasters are satellites? Well, all weather casters. I I think that I I don't know I I don't think they'd need to be awake at all to send transmissions I I think we've been shown how mechanical these beasts are I I think yeah. they would just the squishy bit goes freezes and goes to sleep and the mechanical bit keeps working while they're and that's just their existence is they are alive for a while on Earth get shot into space and then never wake up again i'd like to think that they wake up for a little bit every day they can talk to some people and occasionally they'll get visits from the space station like hey how you doing i'm doing pretty good yourself well uh i'm also pretty good just here to do your uh routine maintenance that seems like it might be a much less terrible terrible existence if like once a day or maybe once a week you just get a nice visit you can you can make a phone call every now and then and you can just sleep for the times where you don't have those things that seems better than either never seeing or talking to anyone ever again or having any function or uh just being comatose forever i mean yeah i i'd like to think that i i i will perhaps think that after this so i'm not sad about cars satellites but <laughs> It almost seems like a gag in a Cars movie that we haven't mm-hmm. seen. That like there's just a... one of those horrifying things that they pass by and don't talk about. Yes, like that two satellites would very quickly pass each other, going opposite directions, 
that's not they they would go the same direction because orbit. I don't know. In my joke, they go the opposite direction, and one goes hey Steve, and the other goes how you doing, and that's that's it. And it's like every day they get a few seconds to be like hey how are the kids? Yeah, yeah, like I kids are great. I, I can. <laughs> I can see that scene in my mind. It seems like such a thing that these movies would do, you know? I mean, the thing is, satellites are very intentionally supposed to be very far from each other. Yeah. At all times. So they should theoretically be traveling at the same speed at different locations, never meeting, except for when, like, someone is targeted towards them so that they can, in some way, uh, like, meet up with that satellite to fix it, repair it, uh, do some sort of analysis on it or something along that line. But yeah, I think it, yeah. if there was ever a space cars, I bet that that would be it. That would be in it. Mm-hmm. I want to ask now the other question from Liz. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Give me that other question from Liz. Okay. We didn't say early. We both are both of our significant others are named Elizabeth. That's the entire joke. They ask us questions. Uh, This one comes from one of them. And it is in very early space travel uh humans would send up like chimpanzees and dogs and stuff to test the survivability of being in space what do we think mm-hmm. if that is congruent with uh the cars first timeline what do we think the cars sent up something john deere <laughs> yeah cuz the only animals we know of are are tractors and specifically John Deere. Tractors and, like, weird planes, if they're birds. Oh, yeah, those toys that freak me out. Oh. Yeah. All right. What would a monkey be? Because, like, cars are regular people, planes are regular people, boats are regular people. Would it just be a smaller, less complicated version of that? Is it like, oh, we sent up one of... We sent up an ATV or, like... Okay, a, a kid's car, like one of those things that kids get when they're like three or four that they ride in. I like ATV a lot for some reason. I I can get down with ATV. Or what nice. did we even say motorcycles were? Morlocks and Eloy? Did I remember that? We, yeah, we said they're vampires. We got to vampires. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get they're, away they're from... They're sexy monsters. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. For some reason, you insisted they were sexy because they're thin, I think. Whatever. Uh, Because they're like really uh, like specifically formed, mostly like it's all about the experience rather than uh, anything like practical. True. Uh, So probably not motorcycles. Yeah, I like ATVs. They sent up ATVs. Liz, they sent up ATVs. They could send up their their vampires. Cars, Cars 8, Vampires in Space. I would. John, I would. I don't know that there's an amount I wouldn't pay to see Cars 8, Vampires in Space. Well, what was it that we were, were raising on our Kickstarter for, for Mater Eats a Carrot? Is it 5 million? I think it was 50 million is 50 the million. joke All number right. I came up with. For Cars 8, Vampires in Space, I'm thinking... All right. What was Batman vs Superman? It was like four, two hundred or four hundred. Now two hundred. I'm gonna say two hundred and thirty million is my guess. So 
we have to have a budget similar because like quite frankly we need to have at least that high of a budget because yeah we've all seen batman versus superman and uh i'm pretty sure cars 8 vampires in space is gonna need a little bit more of a budget if we want to even consider making this film so uh, let's say a good 300 million dollars I want to go up to 350 just because the budget for Cars 3 I just looked up was 175 million which mm-hmm. gosh You're just going to double that uh, Yeah, just double it. Make two right. Cars 3s. Two Cars 3s. And Slap we're going to reuse a lot of the assets from Mater Eats a Carrot. I was going to say again, yeah. There's not going to be that much because we're going to have the same background and a lot of the same reused animation and uh very, very John, simple I, set. I don't know why you want to half Mater eats a carrot so much. Why you always insist. It's, it's all got to go into research and development. I, I we need to understand the science of how he's going to eat the carrot. Yes, but I think the science of how he eats the carrot would not lend itself to reused animations. He's alive. He's a being, John. He doesn't move in the exact same way each time he takes a bite, you know? Lucas, I am an actor. Everything shall be done in the face. All of the budget, all of the animation, we're going to focus on that beautiful, beautiful buck-tooth face. Think we can get Larry the Cable Guy? Is he, I don't know, busy? Uh, I think he's going to have a hard time saying <laughs> I think no. he probably will, yeah. Cool. Half the budget goes to Larry. And once we show him the proposal... We'll probably just do it pro bono. The, uh... He probably will, but he'll probably only take half of specifically the uh, budget that we set aside for voice actors. Okay. The other half's the other half's going to go into Foley mm. for the carrot, which again is part of research and development, which we're going to spend at least like three years on. Nice. Okay, I've got mm-hmm. one. I've got one more big space question on my mind. If you feel like we've answered our other ones for now for now absolutely so on earth everything is vehicles and cars and whatnot we know this do we think that's consistent yes do we think that's a thing if there were to be life on other planets do we think this is a universe-wide law or is this just a weird little planet we're on what do you think well according to mater's tall tales Alien life does exist, and they were flying saucers. So I have to assume that whatever planet you are on, whatever would be transportation for that planet, is what the creatures are. So if it's an alien life form that has specifically UFOs, by UFOs I mean the stereotypical UFO, not the like definitive unidentified flying object meaning, then of course it would be what you think of when you think UFO. But if it's specifically like a weird world, like in uh, uh, Star Wars, the first one, but not the first one, yeah, you know, the Phantom Menace, uh, and you're a world completely underwater, then it's just going to be a bunch of submarines. Okay, I think it just depends I, on the planet. If that is true, and I'm not gonna, we shouldn't set it in stone because we never set anything in stone in this show. Because why would we? Uh, But if that were true, I think that really puts a big hole in cars evolved from humans, you know? I mean, 
What if... Or, or, or cars revolted against humans, you know? We create this, um, this one little thing, this, this gray matter particle that's going to cause all of this thing. It, it's going to turn any piece of technology and person inside of it into one being. This, this whole thing, this matrix situation happens. And then, as soon as that happens, it, it gray matter expands exponentially and just within moments like snap of the finger like thanos wise it spreads not only all across the earth but all across the universe okay it permeates throughout all of the air and then as soon as it can which is going to be nearly immediately it develops to where it can exist in space and because it's space it's a vacuum if they find any way to create like thrust to travel they can immediately spread and they can even create like miniature black holes to like pull themselves forward to get rid of friction to have that hyperspace travel. Bam. Next thing you know, these particles have infected everything in the universe, turning aliens into whatever transportation those aliens have. Whatever technology exists, it's that. And then any planet that doesn't have transportation, it's just whatever is programmed into it, the, the weird particle things, whatever that person or creature thinks of as technology or thinks of as transportation, it'll turn them into that. Or it could just be random of if there's a planet where it's just like a bunch of cavemen and there's no transportation, all of a sudden they're just like weird cybermen or uh shoot exterminate. What are those? Daleks. Daleks, Daleks. yes. Turns them into a Dalek. It, it, that's how Daleks happen. Okay. Or it just turns them into like cars and surfboards. I, I think, I, I think that is a very valid suggestion. I, I think it doesn't even have to be that. Like, obviously, all of this is science fiction, but like, I don't think it has to be that instantaneous. You know, I think it didn't happen. It didn't have to happen on Earth. You know, what if it happened on some alien planet, mm. uh, and it's been slowly spreading throughout the universe, and the and some aliens brought it to us uh, and spread it through that. Like It, nice, it, it nice. doesn't I have like to it. be this instantaneous thing. It's just something that has happened to Earth by this point. Uh, I like it. And, probably, and at least the flying saucer people that we see in whatever that Mater's Tall Tale bit there is. Maybe mm -hmm. they're the ones who infected us. Maybe. They're clearly the ones who... Uh, they're clearly interested in Earth, so who can say? Or perhaps it's uh, part of the, like, maybe the transmission is from when humans were traveling in the spacecraft in Wally, they uh, they mm, yeah, picked up the disease that way. It always comes back to Wally, John. Yep. I was going to say maybe Toy Ow. Story, like, the toys were the first creatures that it happened to, but, uh,. I like Wally a little bit more. All right. I can still fit into it somehow. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Which brings me to a question that I have. And it's the, the, uh, you said this is all science fiction. That, that's what brings me to it. What is their science fiction like in this universe? Okay. Cause let, huh. I'm going to like throw out some, some good sci-fi shows and we're going to just like rapid fire this. Okay. 
Uh-huh. What is Star Trek like? Star Trek is exactly the same, except that the ship is sentient and everyone's cars. That's it. That's the only thing. And the aliens are aliens. Is everyone cars? Or is everyone forklifts? Lots of forklifts on board. Not all forklifts. Or is it that specifically everyone who has a job is a different kind of vehicle? Like, anyone who's wearing command gold is a car. Anyone who's an engineer, they're wearing uh, the their forklifts. I'm going to say no, just because Star Trek was a very progressive show, and I don't think Star Trek would have that sort of class stratification involved with it. Good point, good point. Except in this Cars universe, it does. The Cars universe really does. <laughs> yes, but I'm in our universe, there was a very... yeah. And that is important. It's just that cars in this universe, racism is a thing, but not culturally. It's a thing physically in a weird way. Whatever. The only engineers and doctors are all forklifts, but like no one seems to be Au in contraire. Any way, like, aware Jacques of Jacques Hughes. Oh boy. Do tell. Uh, freaking the Hudson Hornet, Doc Hudson, is a literal doctor. So you're wrong. All right, and uh, Lucas, for a fun fact of the day, I'd like you to explain something to me so that our audience can know what something is. Sure. Can you explain to me what a deuteragonist is? Or deuteragonist? Okay, well, I assume it has something to do with the book of Deuteronomy from the Bible. I don't know, John. Obviously, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I saw the word and I was confused, didn't know what it was, but now I do. I have looked it up. It is the person second in importance to the protagonist in a drama, which is what uh, Doc Hudson is considered to be in the first Cars movie. The second most okay. important person. I'll agree with that. All right. Like, M- Mater and Sally are close, but Doc is the most, the second most important, like, story-wise, I would say. But, like... There's also a weird implicit thing of it's not the villain though, because oftentimes the yeah. the villain is the second most important, if not the first most important, making the antagonist or well the protagonist the second most important. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So this isn't rapid fire very much, but I do like your statement no, of not. oh it can't be that strata that weird strata thing based on what you are because that's. Very much not what Star Trek is about, but let's go for Stargate. John, I know this is going to go poorly. I know very little about Stargate. Uh, there All are right. these big Stargate gates. Stargate is a show based on space travel. Uh, it has a lot to do with, uh, specifically, the ancient Egyptians were actually aliens. Uh, and uh, everything is based on, oh, we can travel to other planets now because we found a circle that sends you to anywhere you dial. Like, you you put in a a phone number, essentially, and it brings you there via wormhole. Okay, let's see. I assume those are... Keep in mind, that would make that kind of transportation. Yeah, no, I'm there. But also, it would kind of make it a road. So, I assume these are the titular star gates that you're referring to? Yes. Yeah, I'd say they're sentient. I say they're probably sentient, which is crazy. Yep, I can I can see it. But here's the huh. thing, it's it's a weird thing where it's like a train because you have to take the Stargate to go to the other planet. You're inside of the Stargate for a bit. So it's like this weird it's a person 
but also it's this beam of energy and it's only a person when it's active. So it's like you wake it up, you dial in the numbers like, hey, man, where are you going? Oh, you're going there. Oh, cool. Have a good time. And then he becomes this like giant space dragon that you drive through. Man, that could look amazing, though, because like if you've ever seen any amount of Stargate's like transitions, they look kind of cool. It's just like a, oh, look, you're traveling through this really uh, pretty blue wormhole. And I imagine like just race cars driving and like making it this weird sonic 3D experience would be pretty cool. I, I, I know nothing about this, but like make the the machine they travel with sentient, even if it's the normal show, you know, and that makes it. Ah, oh, shoot, Lucas. Yeah. Lucas, I, I didn't think about something that's very important to Stargate that also is very interesting in regards to our squishy bit theory. Sure. In in Stargate, the main big bad for a long time is are the Gua'uld, and they're like the gods of ancient Egypt, but also they're this strange parasitic snake that goes inside of humanoids and controls them from inside. Sure. So, like... They are the squishy bit? If Is that what you're getting to? They are the squishy bit, but they're a parasitic squishy bit. So, like, a main premise of this show is that the squishy bit can have a squishy bit put inside of it. Mm. And that's just very upsetting. Don't love that. Because in Stargate, they sometimes show the person getting the thing put in or taken out of them. And that means we would have to see the squishy bit of a car with a squishy bit being put inside of it. So that's just, oh. Yeah. Maybe it could be All like, right. I don't care. Go ahead. Farscape. John, again, <laughs> this is going poorly. Okay. I have not seen Farscape. I'm going to just, Escape. I'll explain something really weird about the show, sure. and then I'll just go into it a little bit. In uh, Farscape, they are traveling through space on a ship, and this ship is a strange ship because it is a half- ship half like biological creature thing where it's it's a biomechanical creature that just exists that people can be inside of and pilot so like it's kind of semi-sentient what would that mean in this world where it would probably just be like sentient but then it would also be sentient for something that is sentient i think so would it be like super sentient or would it be a sentient being with another semi-sentient being attached to or inside of it i think it would be more interesting if it went in the opposite direction. If it was the exact same amount of sentient it is in our show, so it is in it's their show less, less sentient. sentient. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So like, so they're like, like, what's up with this weird thing they oh, can't talk? Oh, Lucas, that is beautiful. And going off that, I think it'd be the same thing for the TARDIS in Doctor Who. The TARDIS oh. being like vaguely sentient and can turn into a lady in one episode. Uh, like, I I think it would have a similar relationship, you know? It, it would not be more sentient because it's in this universe. I think it'd be more interesting if it's the exact same amount and it's a, like, I... plot point of, like, why can't they communicate with us in the same way we communicate with each other? I really like it. That's, that's pretty great. Oh, that's good. Because, like, one of the weird things that happens in Farscape is the ship gets pregnant and gives birth and then that baby is taken and then like turned into a war machine. Oh no. And uh, if, if it's like that, then this semi sentient ship in cars, cars scape is going to have that happen. And it's just going to be like, Oh, 
not only are they turning it into a weapon, they're also making it even less of what it was. They're even more dehumanizing it, which is just another layer of cruelty on top of it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that. Nice. All right. The more I'm trying to suggest these sci-fi shows, the less likely you are to have seen any of them. Have you seen Sliders? No, I also haven't seen Battlestar Galactica or Firefly, so I'm going to nip both of those in the bud before you get there. So we can't talk about space pirates. Ugh. All right. Um, <laughs> Treasure Planet. I have seen that. I want to go back and say, wow. I haven't seen a single episode of Star Trek either. I just know enough about it to talk about it a little bit. You haven't seen any amount of Star Trek? I've seen the J.J. Abrams movies is all I've seen of Star Trek, which is someone someone who just listened to that probably got very angry, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man, Star Trek fans are the, the great kind of fans that uh, get really passionate. And by great, sometimes I do mean terrible, because I had a conversation with someone who was like, yeah, the original was great for its time and then they just became absolutely livid yeah 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 what did you even say treasure planet treasure planet very underappreciated oh Uh, i love treasure planet man oh yeah they they blend they blend uh 2d and 3d animation in a way that okay so normally when shows do that i i can't stand it but in this film it's so beautiful and it works so well Oh, man, it's so good. Yes, it'd be very good, is my answer. Voltron. The lions would be, I don't know, more sentient? I haven't seen Voltron, John. You know, honestly, I think your less sentient or same amount of sentience is pretty good because in Voltron, the the uh, lions are, are this strange semi-sentient technology that's half technology, half magic, and... Uh, Mm-hmm. I really like the man. Your same amount of sentience. I really like that. It's it's so good for any of the sci-fi that we do. Then we did it. All right. Yes. Can I think? We're done with this segment of any sci-fi that isn't anything to do with transportation. It's got to specifically involve space, but not space travel. <laughs> That's yeah. Like if yet, it best. can't be about space travel. Is what I'm trying to get at. Like. Stargate, it's about traveling through space. Um, I guess, what about Star Wars? Because that's more about space okay. wizards. There are plenty of pretty interesting and enthralling uh, space vehicles and fights and all that jazz. But like, it's not about that. It's, it's about space wizards and beams of light that are used to fight each other. I say, Star Wars, Luke is a sentient X-Wing. Okay, he is a sentient X-wing. Oh, Lucas, the yeah. Death Star. No, yeah, I'm right there. I, that That's was my a... next place. I'm gone. Death Star's definitely sentient and definitely massive. And we cheer for the Death Star being blown up, and it's a person in this world. We're just cheering well, for I mean, guts to just shoot everywhere. To be fair, we are cheering for the Death Star explosion in the original, and they're like confirmed thousands of people aboard it yeah but they're all clearly like space nazis who are caught up in an explosion rather than something inside of them starts exploding 
Something about yeah, it, it, being consumed by an explosion it, versus being the explosion. I don't know why, but being the explosion seems so much more just terrible to me. Yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit in the in the planes episode mm-hmm. with the World War Two scene. Yeah, you're you're right. That that it would be the same thing, but like, I don't know. The Death Star would be a giant space Nazi. Like a giant space Nazi. Super so giant space Nazi. It'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Because seeing a Nazi explode, something about that, like, no matter how gruesome it is, you're just like, eh, good, good. Space Nazi should die. <sighs> and that is a statement we stand by here at the Kachat. You heard it here first, folks. A controversial opinion from the Kachat. Space Nazis, they should die. And if I want to make it actually a little controversial, that includes Kylo Ren. Ooh-hoo. I don't want him to have a redemption arc. I don't. I don't want him to. He's a he's a, he's a space Nazi. Here's the thing, though. I don't think they're giving him one. Yep. Stick to your guns, Disney. Have Ray cut off his head or something. I don't care. I don't want him to redeem himself. He killed his dad. I want to end the podcast. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm not hurt at all. I just, fine. Yeah, we are going pretty long though. So. <laughs> yeah. Another thing future Lucas is is telling me in my ear is, Lucas, please, it is now like 11 p.m. on a Sunday. I want to go to sleep and you all are going real long. Uh, anyway, but this has been the yeah. chat. Uh, please remember to rate, like, subscribe, uh, email us any questions, any suggestions, anything you want to hear from us and uh, uh, follow us on twitter uh any anything else lucas uh just a quick thank you for listening uh we always appreciate you tuning in each week uh if you want to submit a name for the wiki quote of the day do that on one of those things john said earlier our email is uh the chat at gmail.com our twitter is the at the chat follow us email us yeah i think that's it so i've been lucas elfworth And I've been John Bishop, so until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac and sting like a Beamer.